Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Everybody. Everybody. I want to be made brand new. All right. Wherever you're watching this and whenever you're watching this, Fix my heart. I hope you feel some type of way. I hope you feel some type of way. I hope you feel blessed this morning. Yeah. It's the Man of Encouragement podcast. Welcome, welcome, everybody. We are the uh, Men of Encouragement podcast, and it's a beautiful, beautiful day. Once again, it's uh, it's Saturday. We do these shows on Saturday for now. Um, we are really glad to be here. Today is a, um, again, it's a wonderful day. I am your, um, I am your co-host, um, Brother Q, and I have my trusty co-host, Brother Donald Dixon in the house. Can you say what's up to the people? Hello there, everybody. This That's is another day that the Lord has made. Uh, we need to rejoice and be glad in it. Just a quick reminder, you're getting ready to lose an hour. And so be prepared to spring those clocks forward. Already? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we are the men of encouragement. You know, we're just men who want to encourage <laughs> you. And um, and then we'd also like to say that we're not just men. We are men who are, you know, learning to to love and to um, to love God and to try to understand, you know, our purpose and um, understanding on on our own journey that it is a, it is a challenge. And so we um, we come on the podcast to, you know, to really to reach out to men, uh, to connect with you and to try to um, encourage you wherever you're at. You know, if you're somebody that's a, you know, that you're a regular, you know, attending tender to church, um, we hope to be able to connect with you. Um, but we really will also want to reach those men who might be struggling um, in their faith or just struggling just as a man with manhood um, to just be able to share ourselves and share testimonials and, and share, you know, the word of God to 
um, hopefully to enlighten you and to encourage you. And again, you know, we need it ourselves. You know what I mean? So don't um, don't ever with the minute of encouragement think this is a, you know, an attempt to uh, just tell you what to do. You know what I mean? But iron sharpens iron. And my prayer is that this podcast and this time that we spend um, is a blessing to your heart to to challenge you. You know what I mean? Like there is nothing in this life that is easy. And um, and we know this. And so, you know, we've uh, we had a little courage, you know what I mean? And a little faith and um, came together um, with our men's ministry to um, to just share, you know, with you, you know, some encouragement to help you where you at, where you're at on your journey. Um, Brother Dixon, how you doing? How was your week this week? Oh, man, I, I had a chance to go to the coast. My wife, we had um, to really. um well, we really had to get recalibrated after two months of uh, being with my grandson, my 17-month-old grandson. So we wanted to get away and relax and um, get rejuvenated from that. So that was that was a good time for us to spend some time at the coast. Right after the the bad weather, we had that snow and everything that was here. It was difficult for me to even get back into town. And so we had to put it off a week, and we went the week afterwards. And so it it was really a blessed time for my wife and I to spend um, that time with each other. So, so all is good. Got back and um, did, did my ministry work. Um, as you very well know with, uh, I was, I was on the road when we were talking um, on Thursday Yeah. and trying to get uh, things together for our next uh, men's breakfast. Yeah. Do you want to tell them when that is? Uh, yeah. April 29th uh, over on the West side, we have two, um, uh, we have two, two, two churches, but one church. Amen. In fact, I'm doing a, um, a study right now talking about the universal church versus the local church. And uh, universal church is all those who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So that could be anywhere, anytime, any, any, any circumstances throughout the world. That's the universal church. Yeah. The local church are those places where you can have both believers and non-believers and anybody doing anything, any on, on any situation, on, in any circumstance. And so you can have believers that belong to those local churches, but uh, that is not the church. You know, there's only one church, uh, and that's the body of Christ. And so that's the universal church. But we do have two local churches, one in the north and one in the west. And we're going to be on April 29th doing a men's breakfast. And we definitely want to invite all men to come out. Uh, as Brother Q just mentioned, you know, we don't try to play like and act like we have it all together. There's nobody in this world who is not a work in progress. Right. And so we are all a work in progress. And so we should not be trying to judge what progress that somebody else is making as they are dealing with their own journey. And so that's why we want to be here to encourage you and support you and challenge you to make sure that you stay on that journey yeah. and that, that you don't get off track and, and uh, swerve and, and take too many detours Ooh. that do not allow you to get to your destination. And so we really want to encourage you. You on your grown man already. We just getting started. Goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, when you got the words, you can't even help yourself. You just, you just preaching on top of the talking on top of the just saying things. You know what I mean? Like the Lord is good. You know what I mean? Like he said, he, he don't even, he can't even take the credit for it. But what the brother said was, <laughs> y'all, you know what? You know what? Some people might only watch the podcast, brother. And uh, this might be 
as close as it might get. And you know what? I pray that you can receive, you know what I mean, the spirit. Because we're not up here for, like, for money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't up here for no money and no fame. It's uh, it's just love. You know what I mean? It's just love with Jesus. And, Amen. And, um, and it's really cool. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I just love what you said because, you know, we're getting into this topic today, um, Brother Dixon. And um, you know me, man. I'm, I'm just, I try to keep it simple. You know, and sometimes I don't. You know what I mean? And um, and this show today uh, is called uh, "From From Grace to Growth to Glory." You know, and I wanted to talk to you today and just talk to the peoples about grace. And um, and for me, you know, in talking with the men, I had to put myself, you know what I mean, on the altar. You know what I mean? I had to put myself under the magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, before you can talk and before you can minister, before you can even go before the father at any time, you got to bring yourself. <laughs> and so when, I, so when so when I you know bring these topics up and we talk about it, it, it's it's a whole, you know, it's a whole ministry. Like it's God ministering to us, you know, simultaneously. You know what I mean? And so for me, when I look at, you know, from grace, you know, to grow to glory and thinking about why I wanted to talk about this on a personal level. You know, you know, manhood, we've been talking about manhood and fatherhood over the last several weeks and manhood, you know, they feel like there's these unwritten laws, you know, Mm -hmm. and we seem like we've got to do all these things in a certain kind of way. And um, and if we don't do it in a certain kind of way um, or if we're struggling with it, you know, we can get hard on ourselves. And I'm just testifying on myself or confessing, I should say, on myself, there are many a times, many a times where I'm hard on myself, like so hard that I'm like, what about the grace that you've been giving Q? <laughs> what about the grace? Mm-hmm. So um, do me a favor, Brother Dixon. Can you break down what is grace? Well, you know, I, I, I want to use what you just talked about. Um, you know, one of the things about the Bible, and, and many people don't want to spend time with it because oftentimes they don't understand it, and they think that there's a whole lot of, you know, contradictions and a whole lot of things about the Bible that causes confusion and misunderstanding and uh, mistrust and doubt and who wrote it and all those different types of things. And so I see why it's, why it's important to, to find a good place where you can get some, some teaching and understanding. The Bible says, and all you're getting, get understanding. And um, it was written by the Holy Spirit. And so you have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit in order for you to understand and interpret the Bible. So now one of those things about grace, you know, there's a scripture, 2 Timothy 2 and 15. It says to rightly divide the word of truth. And so that means that the Bible is divided up. We know the obvious divisions are the Old Testament and New Testament. But there's a scripture uh, John 1 17 yeah. and John 1 17 says that the law we're talking about the law everyone everyone's very aware of the law you know we're talking about the law that came by Moses it says in John 1 17 that the law came by Moses Moses brought the law God gave Mo- Moses the law and he gave it for the Jewish people the Israelites the Hebrews he, there were no Christians during that time period so he gave it to he gave it to them. But then right after that, the scripture says 
but grace <laughs> and truth came by Jesus. So there's a contrast between the law that came by Moses and the grace and truth that came by Jesus. In John 1 14, it tells you that Jesus is full of grace and Jesus is full of truth. So grace is not a curriculum. It's not a subject. Grace is a person. Grace is Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is grace and Jesus is truth. And so the law is based upon performance. You had to do in order for God to do. You had to keep all 613 of the laws and nobody could do it. Everyone's that's why we all so caught up in performance and falling short. The Bible says we all fall short of being perfect. Adam calls us not to be perfect anymore. Adam was perfect. What made Adam perfect was because he had God living in him who is eternal. And so now at that point, he was going to be, he was perfect and he was not going to die. He was going to live forever. Once he sinned, God left him. That made him imperfect. And so he died. He died immediately spiritually, but then he also died physically. And people don't even think about it, but Adam lived for 930 years. There's no recording of his 930 years of living. We just don't even have the record in the Bible that says he lived for 930 years, but we only know the beginning time period that he lived. And when he blew it, we don't hear too much more about him. Okay. So once he did that to us, we are all now born separated from God. Imperfect. Trying to be perfect. Trying to do everything. Trying to accomplish everything. Trying to please God without having the ability to be perfect when God was perfect in Adam and we lost that perfection. So we're forever trying to accomplish, trying to do, trying to achieve, trying to perform. But God sent Jesus to do what we could not do. Amen. That was the favor of God. God favored us. That's what grace is, favor. He showed us favor by sending us his son to do what we were unable to do. And so grace is Jesus who has done for us what we are able to, unable to do for ourselves. And by receiving him gives us an opportunity to believe in what he has performed for us. But now we have to work to believe that. The biggest problem with believers is believing. We don't believe. We believe that we still have to do. We believe there's Jesus plus. We believe that, okay, yeah, we, we, we receive Jesus, but we also have to do this and do this and do this and do this. No, there's no Jesus plus. There's just only Jesus. And that's what grace is. You know, it says that we're no longer Romans 6, 14 says we're no, no longer under the law of Moses, but we're under the grace of Jesus. And so you can't be going back and forth and mixing and trying to bring them together and everything else like that, you know, and it says that. The gospel of grace. See, you know, we talk, we talk about the gospel. Right. It's the gospel of grace. You know, we we in Galatians 6, it talks about the gospel of grace. Once again, grace is Jesus. So, so grace is unearned, undeserved favor right. that God gave us through Jesus. And he has done everything that we need to do in this life. We have everything that we need in this life. You know, and that's in Second Second Peter, I think Second Peter one and three says we have been given everything already. We already have everything. 
Yeah. And so we don't believe it. We're still working to get everything when we already have everything because of grace. You know, uh, I think Ephesians 2 8 says that we have been saved by grace. <laughs> but we get it through faith. So in order for us to get the grace that Jesus has finished at the cross for us, we have to get it through faith. And we don't believe to receive. And so and that's the struggle that we have because the devil will tell us to walk by sight and not walk by faith. <laughs> he wants us to believe all the stuff that we're going through, all the issues, all the problems, all the concerns, all the cares of the world, all the sickness, all the illness, all the disease, all the deaths and all those different type of things that go on. He wants us to focus on that, to be in fear, because you cannot be in fear and faith at the same time. And Ooh. so. He wants us to be in what his faith is, is fear. He wants us to be in fear so we won't be in faith and believe and trust God. So God has already done his part. His part is the grace. Our part is the faith. <laughs> we have to believe that he has already done it. And I tell people, and I'll, I'll end on this. I tell people there's two prayers that God won't answer. He won't answer you asking him to do something that he's already done. That's grace. And then secondly, he will not answer a prayer when you ask him to do something that he told you to do. <laughs> OK, because we have been given power and authority through Jesus, through grace. By grace, we have have certain powers and authority that Jesus has given us by sending us the power of the Holy Spirit. And he says, greater works will you do than not what I did because you have the same power that I had, the Holy Spirit, in order for you to live this grace life. So that's my summary for grace. Ooh, so um, y'all got to make sure you link up with Brother Dixon. Um, follow him on um, Facebook and Instagram. The reason why I'm telling you this on top of what he just said was there's a lot of word that he needed that that's connected to what he's saying. Right. So the word of God is um, there's an abundance of the word of God. And so what he's saying that we need to do, what we ought to do, what we should be doing. He didn't he didn't articulate it, but it's in it's in the book. Right. And so one of the things about um, the laws you spoke of. You know, and I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to keep it simple. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm, I'm on this journey. You know, Brother Dixon, I'm on this journey, and mm -hmm. and so um, when I think about the law, I see the law as a, you know, like this attempt to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and it's really in such an innate way as man is just kind of living his day day by day, and um, some of us are having success. Amen. And praise God that you're having success. And even when you're having success, you're still having struggles because there's no end, right? There's no end to the, the pursuit of happiness on this earth, right? With all the things and money and whatever those things that you might qualify. And so the law is trying to, um, you know, the law or what we think about the law or what we think about, you know, church and what we think about God is this idea of having to be perfect and the law in the sense of perfection and even the sense of manliness is keeping us away from God. And what God is asking us for is a relationship. Mm -hmm. So 
when you think about all the things you just said, it's like, okay, well, how do I get this? And how do I understand? I read it and I heard it, but how do I get it into my heart? And God knows that the Christian man and the man who doesn't claim to be Christian is going through the same troubles, right? He's walking this earth, having to deal with all the different things of life. But God is saying to us while we're on this journey um, that you need me and, I, and I've got you, right? And there's this part of us on the journey that we have to become humble in order for all of this to make sense, in order for this to start to be able to penetrate our hearts. And, you know, and we struggle, we struggle with trying to do things by our own might. And, and Brother Dix, I want you to speak on this too, but, um, you know, I hear a lot of folks talk about, you know, manifesting things themselves. And that's not, and, and to me, you know, when I think about if you had all the power, then why are you having problems ever to have to then manifest something into your life? Because if you had all the power, why would you even allow for anything to happen to you to bring you any trouble or any sorrow or any grief, right? So you don't have all the power and it's a figment of our imagination. And it's, and again, it's, it's, it's what God is trying to show us. You can't do it all by yourself. And, and the entirety of what all means and what this, you know, the, all the power that he has can only be found and understood in his word, in his relationship. He, he, he gives us things that you can't get when you're entangled with yourself and with your idea of, um, of manlyhood and the manlyhood that, you know, I pray that we um, are able to convey is this, you know, when a man of God is just in love with Jesus. You know, he's in love with his word. He's like, you know, God said I can do this and do that. He said I can do all things. That's, you know, he said, you know, he said he can forgive all my sins because I've been trifling. He said he can do all that. Man, that's a good God. That's a good God. And so God is trying to get us, man. He's trying to get at us. And he wants to take care of your heart. He wants to take care of your family. He wants to take care of the things that you you know what I mean? That are near and dear to you because he put them in your heart. But we we try to do them on our own. And, and this is the part where I spoke about, you know, from grace, you know, to growth, to glory. There's this growth part of actually, you know, actually believing, as you said, like it's hard. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe because of, you know, we have this, you know, this instinct that we've been taught. You know what I mean? And the world thinks that we you know, are Superman. But it's in that part where we relinquish. When we, rel when we relinquish our, you know, this uh, entanglement with perfection, right? And this entanglement with, oh, what does the church say? And the Bible says all these things that don't sound fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it don't sound fun. There ain't no turn up. You know what I mean? Uh, if I do, if I have to do the godly thing, you know what I mean? What happens to my good thing? You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so, mm -hmm. you know, in that, you know, in that, that war that's inside of us, you know, there's this part of us coming, you know, closer into knowing who God is and being willing to give up, you know, some of these, uh, some of these ideas of manlyhood. Well, you know, you said a lot just then, you know, a couple of things that I, I want to respond to is the, um, first of all, there's a scripture for uh, what you're talking about for the, the grace, the growth. And it's in second, uh, second Peter three eighteen, and, and, and it really commands us to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There you have that's a scripture. It says to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. So you got to grow. So you have to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And getting back to the law and perfection, 
Um, I think it's in Galatians 3, I think 19. It says that the purpose of the law is to bring people to Christ. The purpose of the law, because it was perfect, was to bring people to Christ. I think Matthew 5, 17 said that Jesus came to not abolish or get rid of the law, but to fulfill the law for us. In other words, he came to be perfect for us because we couldn't be perfect. And so he wants us to stop trying to be perfect and believe in the perfection that he is to have a relationship with him for him to give us the Holy Spirit to work out what we need to work out versus trying to keep all 613 of the laws perfectly, which we couldn't do because you have to be perfect in order to do that. And only Jesus is perfect. So we have to stop trying to perform to be perfect and to believe in his perfection. Uh, another scripture in John 6, um, the Israelites, the Jews, the Hebrews were watching Jesus do all these things, all these uh, signs and wonders and miraculous things. And um, they came to him and asked him, how can we do that? You know, we want we want to do what you're doing. OK, so how can we work the works of God? And so Jesus answered the question to them that here is the work. And I'll just read the scriptures. It's, it's in verse 29. It's Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who he sent. <laughs> it ain't for you to do the work. It's for you to believe in the, in, in the person that he sent. And so, like you said, it's not our power and it's our, not, and not our might. It's his power and it's, it's his might. And we can have access to it. It's no different than at the power company. It is not our power. It's not our electricity. It is PPNL's power and PPL's electricity. And we get a chance to use it inside our household. And so we have to understand that it is not our power and it's not our might. It is his power and his might. And he has given us the authority to be able to use it. But we have to use it in the way that is his will. And if we don't know what his will is, which is his word, then we're going to be misappropriating and not using it correctly. And then, therefore, we won't see any results. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this um, this believing believing stuff is uh, is challenging, you know, because you got to get in, you know, you got to get into it. And um, and as you get into it, you do have to do a review of your own heart. And um, and as you're going through the process of just kind of like, what does this mean? What's going on in my life? You know, if you're having challenges, if you even when you're having success. You know what I mean? When you're having favor in your life and you don't have no words of like why it's happening, you know, do not, you know, do not um, consider yourself <laughs> so great that just great things just happen to you because you're so great. You know what I mean? And um, but in those processes, when you are looking at your life and starting to see the spiritual things that are happening in your life. And, it, and sometimes it takes a while for us to be able to start seeing ourselves um you know, in a more holistic way. And in that, um, as we're reading the word and we start thinking about our thoughts, we start thinking about our life history. Um, and if you have kids, you have children, we talked about fatherhood, you know, in that, in those processes, 
that we go through, um, there's just a level of vulnerability, you know, that's happening, that should be happening for you as a man. Mm -hmm. There should be a level of maturity that's happening on your heart. And you start to think, you know, um, Sunday school, you know, what, what grandma used to say, you know, what mama used to say, this, the script, the, the few scriptures that you might have known, or perhaps you're at a crossroad and maybe you just really rejected it for some time. And now you're at this place where you're like, man, they, you might be sick. You know, you, you might be all the way down and out. And, you, and you're at this point now where you're like, is there a God? Is there a God? Because I'm scared right now. You know what I mean? I'm scared. And so having faith is scary, but you can choose your, you know what I mean? You can, you can make your choice either choosing to have faith and, and maybe God is real or choosing not to have faith and being in that, being in those moments alone. You know what I mean? Being alone, trying to will it by yourself, um, breaking, you know, broken relationships, partnerships, you know, just um, things that you're doing. Cause you know, with, with perfection, nothing goes good when you're trying to be perfect. You know what I mean? Nothing. There's not like, you know, three quarters of it. No, it's, if it, it's just not good. It's not working. And what that does to your heart, what that does to your, you know, your uh, motivation and determination and, and how you might were inspired and no longer inspired. So it's in, it's in, it's in your life right now. It's in your life right now. If you're taking time out to really think about where you're at, where you've been and where you want to go and what you're feeling in your heart, it's in your heart right now to be able to have this breakthrough around, you know, who God is and what, you know, what this desire that he has over your life and, and his purpose and what his will is in your life. And then realizing, um, you know, that you, you know, you might be far away from it just because you've been in your own, um, you know, just trying to do things with your own might, which, which is, you know, you might have done a lot of things and you might accomplish a lot of things in 24 hours. But when we talk about God, we talk about, you know, God who created the universe, everything that you everything that you see, every magnificent thing, like just even the weather. We had snow here just a while ago. Right. And then it went away. You know, we have fall and we have the summer and we have the we have the winter. And we have spring. Like God is all around the, the waters that you see. You know what I mean? It's hard for some people to really, you know, try to understand who God is, but it's in that time and space when you start to start to work on your heart and you start just kind of like looking at some things a little bit differently. And it's not just because, but it's because God is wanting wanting to be a part of our lives and and um and help us to get this understanding and help us to not be alone, right? He wants us to grow closer to him. Well, you, you know, you said a couple of things that uh, triggered some things in my mind. One, and we talked about this a great deal. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Hey, there it goes again. <laughs> okay. And so there's a lot of pride that uh, we like to have. You know, all, the pride can work both ways. You can be proudful outright and you can be proudful being quiet. You know, pride does not only just comes on outward. You can, you know, externally, there's pride internally also. Just because you see a person that's very, you know, vocal or something like that, you know, and you see, you see them as being proud, 
um, you, the quiet person can be just as powerful. And only God knows the heart. You know, we talk about the heart all the time, you know, so. But everyone falls short. And so God wants us to want him, to depend upon him, to need him, to come to him, to, to submit to him, to, 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 to really realize that we need him. We need his help. And he is not going to force us to want him. He's going to make us aware that he's available and that he will be able to address all of our needs. Now, here is the problem with believing. You know, working 41 years with uh, high school kids, they always want to see it to believe it. And most people want to see it to believe it. God doesn't work that way. <laughs> God works on you have to believe it to see it. Okay, he, he's just the opposite of what most people want to do. Most people want to see it to believe it. And God is a believing to see it, you know, because God is invisible. So now you got to believe in something that you don't see. <laughs> God has provided us with his word. His word is something that you can see. But now you have to read it and you have to understand it and you have to be able to interpret it. And the devil's job is to confuse you and make you not really believe it. He wants to change the word because he's a liar. Yeah. You know, one thing I talk about all the time, the devil is incapable of telling the truth. Just like God is incapable of telling a lie. So who are you going to listen to? You're going to listen to somebody who's incapable of telling the truth? Or are you going to listen to somebody who's incapable of telling a lie? Because there's a lot of lies that go on in this world. So we get lie, we lie to ourselves, we lie to people lie all the time. And so, but, but the truth is only in God's word. So if you don't know the truth, you're going to believe a lie. And what is the truth? Well, what does, what, what does the word say about it? You know, we got to get to the point where we seek the, and most people don't trust the Bible. And the, and the devil's job is to keep people away from the Bible, keep people away from the word, keep people away from the truth, because he wants to infiltrate the world with lies. To make you feel a certain way. When you believe a lie that makes you feel a certain way and make you believe a certain way, make you believe a certain way about yourself. The biggest issue is guilt, shame, and condemnation. We are full. When we fall short, we feel guilty, we feel shame, and we feel condemned. That is not a God thing. That doesn't come from God. God does not want us to feel guilty. He does not want us to be ashamed, and he does not want us to be condemned. Jesus came to save us from that. He wants us to see ourselves in him and not see ourselves in the world. He sees us who we are going to be, not who we are. And many times we want to deal with who we are right now and condemn ourselves and put ourselves down and use our past and hold our past against us, just like other people hold our past against us. And all they bring up to us is who we were or what we've done. And so now there goes guilt, shame and condemnation. Yeah. And we don't shake that. We don't shake that to deal with. God wants us to move forward to who, who he wants us to see who we are in him, that we are a new creature, that we're a new creation, that we're no longer who we used to be and that we're brand new, that we've been made brand new, that we've been made perfect in Christ. But we don't believe that when you don't believe that then you're not going to be who you believe you to be. If you believe that you're no good, then you're going to be acting that way. But if you believe you're righteous, that God made you righteous, then you'll begin to start doing some right things. Yeah, I, I think about, you know, self. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of self um, empowerment, you know, messages on earth and on social media. And, um, and we should have a level of faith in ourselves, but it's why the Bible says why? not to trust ourselves. The Hold Bible on, says you cannot trust you. Yeah, but why? <laughs> My question is, but why would you trust yourself, right? Yes. So for me, the why for me is because of having Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, inside of me. There so, you go, and be led by the Spirit. So we're I'm, supposed to be led by the Spirit and not led by ourselves. Yeah, not 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 by myself, not by old Q. You know what I mean? Because old Q. Um, <laughs> anything that we have to do for ourselves does not does not lead to um, the abundance of what you know God wants on earth and so or wants for us you know there's this part that I'm that I think about you know as a man you know we're, we're you know we have our ways you know what I mean we've we've been taught all these different um, you know ways to to see ourselves and what the expectation is um, for us and when it comes to the faith and when it comes to just like you know just breaking from this bondage that we're in with our pride and ego mm-hmm. there's, there's this part in the conversation even right now anyone watching this that you want to really avoid this conversation altogether you know and if you find yourself like in avoidance you know your relationship you know like getting you know getting a lot more intimate even even with yourself, being able to be vulnerable, you know, many times for us is because we don't want to go deep. We want to stay on the surface and we want to live, you know, in the, in these false realities. And so avoidance oftentimes is what is keeping us away, you know, from God. And so this, this podcast today is called from grace to growth to glory, right? So you can go so far by yourself right and and for a limited time for a limited time perhaps you could go you know you can have success but coming into the understanding of what you know god's purpose is for you and particularly when you receive the grace and you believe in the grace and you study the grace (laughs) and you start to see your life start to change and that's where the growth starts to come in because you start to see um you know the forgiveness and what it's doing to your life the forgiveness that of, of your sins what it's doing for your life and then there's this part that we want to like what i want us to get to is like this, there's goodness it's not all this like do all this read the word do all these things and just do it you do all these things because the success is in the glory God's glorification of you coming into an understanding who God is and having growth, the growth that you can have with God versus without God is, is two totally different. You know, they're not even on the same spectrum, right? So you can have financial success if that's all you want. And it only lasts for a little time. You can have like, you know, whatever it is physically, what you want for yourself, but it's temporary. But if you want the things of God, that's a different kind of success that you haven't even imagined because you were were so um, dialed into, you know, reports and what the scale says and what our bank account says and what the people say that we don't even get into understanding the abundance that's in God's glory over your entire life and the generations to come through you because of God.
And so this is not do this and, you know, and, and you know, and just be, have these instructions over your life. It's do this and have more than you even imagined. But all of it with a humble heart being glorified and being, you know, um, glorifying the kingdom being received, um, you know, re received in heaven. It's really important to understand that it's important that you get well. It's important that you have a relationship with the Father because um, there's the the best is yet to come. Even right now, as we talk about these things and know a little bit and feel a little bit and have some experience so far, the best is yet to come. And you know, and one of the things too is uh, the legacy. You know, are you a part of this legacy? You know, there's there's royalty. <laughs> in this relationship with the father and families are being transformed broken families curses being broken you thinking about paying your bills right now and you and we and you've got you've got curses and doors being broken down walls relationships that are being mended innovation that's happening all kind of things that are happening beyond your scope because God's got a scope that you we can't even fathom. But it's not until we're willing, you know, willing to receive the grace. And then, um, yeah, I, I just really think it's important to to know that all of this is not for no just just for just for conversation, just for you to try to be this, um, you know, this godly man that people will know and recognize. Mm -hmm. There there is a, um, a rejoicing in heaven for us to get aligned with, with with God and the kingdom. And that part, you do your life under you do your life you do your life with grace and in grace. The glory, that part's a different life. Different different scenarios happening. Different, you know, different relationships. There's all kind of things that, you know, that can't come into our life until you know, until we have received what what the Father has planned for us. You just brought up what the Father has planned for us. You know, this is, um, we, we don't know how much time we have on this earth, you know, and, and if we believe, uh, people come and go every day. You know, that's the reason why the Bible says, give us this day, because we never know if we have tomorrow. And so God has a purpose and plan for every single person, you know, and you have to believe that he has a purpose and plan for you. And so he has a destination that he wants you to be in. And oftentimes we go on our own journey. We don't go on the journey that God has planned and set for us. He has to get our attention to get us on the road that he wants us to travel. But it all comes down to what we give our attention to. You know, we have a lot of things to distract us and give and, and take our attention in this world. I mean, it could be relationships. It could be job. It can be work. It can be all kinds of other kind of selfish kinds of things. Um, you know, God, if, if he blesses us, he doesn't bless us for us. He blesses us to be a blessing to somebody else. So it still comes down to him, him being glorified. Um, I, I think oftentimes we trust in our, like you say, our own power and our own might. And um, the scripture uh, that comes to me is Proverbs 28, 26. And it says that he who trusts in himself is a fool. I love Proverbs because Proverbs tells you when you're a fool and it tells you when you're wise. So it says, he who trusts in himself is a fool. But, but then it says in Proverbs 3 and 5, it says, trust in the Lord. 
because that's the only person you're supposed to trust because you can't trust yourself. You can't trust anybody else. You know, if you can't trust you, you definitely can't trust anybody else. And so you can't trust. And the reason why we can't trust ourselves is because we can be fooled. We can be tricked and we can be deceived. And every single one of us and everyone who's looking at this podcast, I will ask you this question. Have you ever been fooled, tricked or deceived? That's number one. And then number two, do you think you will ever be fooled, tricked and deceived again? And then number three, if you have number one and number two been fooled, tricked and deceived and you will be fooled, tricked and deceived again. Then number three is how can you trust you? How can you trust you? If you can be fooled, tricked, and deceived. But the Bible says you are not supposed to trust you. You're supposed to trust the Lord who can't be fooled, tricked, and deceived, and who knows the direction that he wants you to go. And it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path because he's eternal and he has seen your end. He has seen your beginning and he has seen your end. So why not go to somebody who has seen where you're supposed to go and how he wants you to get there? But we're distracted by so many other things to lie to us that there is a different way, a different path that we're supposed to go. And so we're not at peace. We're not at peace. The most important thing is peace. And when it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. So you need to be at peace. And many people are not at peace because of their past, because of what they've done, who they've done it to, who they've offended. And sometimes when they've been offended, uh, we've had all kinds of sickness, illness, and disease, mentally, physically. There's a lot of things that are going on in our lives that cause us to be distracted for dealing with our destination that God has planned for each and every one of us. A very important scripture is in 2 Peter 1, chapter 1, verse 2. And it goes back to your grace. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Now, you tell me that you don't want to have grace and peace to be multiplied to you. It says grace and peace be multiplied to you. And then it tells you how it says grace and peace can be multiplied to you by knowing Jesus Christ. Uh oh. Uh oh. So you cannot have grace and peace. And notice it said to be multiplied. I mean, everybody knows what multiplication is. I hope you know what multiplication is. I know we know what adding is. No, it's not saying adding. It said multiplied. You, you can have grace and peace be multiplied to you by the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Well, then how do you know Jesus Christ? Well, you cannot know Jesus Christ without knowing his word. Because Jesus and the word are one and the same. John 1 and 1 says in the beginning was the word. John 1.14 says, the word became flesh and blood. So Jesus is the whole Bible because Jesus is the word of God. And so Jesus is God's word. But God's word became flesh and blood. That's why God can send Jesus, his son. He can send the perfect person to do what we could not do for ourselves. And then we get the Holy Spirit that will enable us to be able to live this life. We, we, we didn't get saved to go to heaven immediately. We got saved to stay on earth to do a work that God wants us to do and not be distracted and get conformed to the world that the Satan has got us caught up in. God has us to be ambassadors for us to love one another and take care of one another and for you and I to do what we're doing right now to encourage men to realize that God has a plan for you and God is not mad at you and God, you know, does not want to condemn you. 
like the devil wants to get. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Don't give God credit for that. God don't have nothing to do with stealing, killing, and destroying. That is the devil. That is the world and, and people being influenced by Satan. That is not God. This is not heaven. This world will pass away and then we'll get a new heaven. We'll get a new earth. And so I'm talking about that in my understanding of the book of Revelations, you know. So so it's hard work for us to believe that how can somebody love us so much that he's willing to do everything that he says that he wants to do for us. We don't believe that because we're not used to people loving us, caring about us, being concerned about us. And so we reject that and we don't believe that. Yeah. We deal with our earthly father. We don't deal with our heavenly father. Our heavenly father is not like us, like <laughs> us on earth. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. You know, um, you talked about how, you know, we get grace and peace. And I think there's some of us that don't even know um, what it is and that you need it, you know? <laughs> and it's, um, it's one of those things where I'll call my mom, you know, I'm sick and she's that baby. You know, you need to gargle with this and you need to do that. And I've been doing something else. You know what I mean? As soon as I do the thing that she said to do, I'm back on the right track again, getting well. Right. And so really, you know, really, if you're if you're not if you're not in this space right now, where we're talking about Jesus Christ. We're talking about the word of God. We're talking about the love of God and uh, and grace, which is all of those things. Um, you have to think about your life and. And get an understanding of what grace is and peace is and what and how important it is. It's more important than whatever you have for most people at the top of their list for the goal for 2023. Whatever your goal and objective is, you know, at you know, in your business, grace and peace is <laughs> is is there to help us to empower us. You know what I mean? We have gifts and talents that are not being fueled by grace and peace. You know yeah. what I mean? You've got you've got talents, you have skills, you have, you know, ideas and they're just like, you know, they're just floating around. They, there's no power. There's not it's not moving anywhere. You're not having the impact. You need grace and peace, you know. So understanding like understanding that it's critical, it's vital that we get grace and peace and that we, you know, and that we focus on these things that we desire that this be a priority, you know, what I mean, every day. You know what I mean? Not just when not just when things are like tough and you're hearing this at a you know at a tough time all the time that you need grace and peace. Because in order for us to be able to sustain um ourselves, you know, in a posture that allows for us to endure, we need grace and peace. Um I wanna I wanna I wanna say this about the word. Um, because Brother Q loves the word of God. Jeremiah 17. Nine through ten, and I'm gonna read this because oh, the, the heart, the heart. Yeah, about so, the heart. so you know me, brother, brother Dixon. You know I got another podcast, but it don't matter where I'm at, what I'm doing. I'm always gonna talk about the heart. You know what Amen. I mean? And, uh, and so going back to you know self, you know, you know there is scripture in there, and it's a great thing to get the relationship with the Father so that you can get understanding. So we're not taking things out of context here and there, right? You know there is scripture that says that we can move mountains right we can mm -hmm. move mountains this scripture says in uh jeremiah 17 9 and 10 it says um the heart um the human heart i'll read this one the human heart is most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked who really knows how bad it is but i the lord search all hearts and examine secret motives i give mm -hmm. all people their due rewards according to 
what their actions deserves. So when you read the scripture, as I said in the beginning, you got to put yourself right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is your game plan. You got to get past all the worldly things and ideas. And when we put ourselves in this place, God is telling you and me that your heart is wicked. Who can know it? And I know this by, um, you know, getting to a point of vulnerability to really be honest. You know, I'm not I'm not you're not going to heal. You're not going to overcome the big your obstacles that you're having until you come to a point of just being humble. And um, and you start looking at your heart and you, you know that there's these times when you ain't all the way. You know what I mean? And I don't care. If there's any preacher, priest, whoever's out there that God, they too, they too will struggle with the things in the heart because of our just our being here on this earth. And so I just encourage us to um, consider the fact that you can't even trust yourself because even what you think is good may not be good for you. And what you think is good, what's been good for like years, whatever your tradition is, whatever you perceive something to be good or a way may not be. You know what I mean? And that's why it's important for us to have this relationship with with Jesus so that he can speak to you in a way that will give you discernment and give you ways to, to navigate. And he reveals things in your heart because our heart is wicked. He's not. We need him so he can be the filter, the filtration for us to be able to see those things that are true, to be able to receive those things that are true as well. Because our heart, just like sometimes you listen to somebody, you listening but not listening. That's how we that's like a, a, that's how many of us are going into church. That's how many of us may go into a meeting. You know what I mean? You're listening but not listening. And so we need Christ to be able to, you know, to kind of give us that nudging, right? To give us that nudging and bring these things real to us. And, um, you know, one of, the, one of the things I want to say, you know, as we begin to, um, you have something you want to say? Well, you know, about the heart, you know, and that was in Jeremiah, you know, that's before Jesus, you know, so that was a straight relationship with God. You could not go to God with that kind of condition in your heart. Once we receive Jesus, uh, Jesus changes our heart. Uh, we have a new heart now, you know. In fact, uh, Scripture says in Proverbs, it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we have to think on God's word after we get born again, because when we're born again, we don't have the same heart that we had before we were born again, because Jesus has changed our heart. But we still have the same mind. And so we have to renew our mind. Romans 12, 2 says we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So now in order for us to think differently than what we did before we got saved, we have to renew our mind once again with the word of God. So this is where Jesus comes in once again. Everything is about Jesus. I told I said from the very beginning that grace is a person. The person is Jesus. Jesus is grace. Jesus is full of grace and truth. I was going to tell you about the woman who got caught in adultery, the greatest um, contrast between the law of Moses and grace that came by Jesus is when the woman who got caught in adultery uh, was brought to Jesus by the Pharisees. The Pharisees said, hey, this woman got caught in adultery. Um, the law of Moses says that she is supposed to be stoned. What do you say, Jesus? <laughs> you know, and uh, everybody knows the story. Jesus is, you know, bent over and start writing and, you know, writing, you know, you know, we know that God wrote the 
the Ten Commandments on stone, you know. So Jesus writing, this God writing. So anything he writing is very serious about him writing it. But in any event, there's 613 laws. Okay. And so what Jesus said to them was that, okay, you said the law of Moses says that she's supposed to be stoned. So if any one of you have kept all 613 of the laws, you can stone her. <laughs> you can stone her. And it says that one by one, they all drop their rocks because they have not been perfect in keeping all the law. And so they all left. And so now the woman was left with Jesus. Jesus said, well, where are all your accusers at? You know, how come nobody is stoning you? Because Jesus, who has kept all 613 of the laws, was qualified to stone her. But Jesus said, I am not going to stone you. I am going to show you grace. I am going to show you grace. And so now I need to have you go based upon the grace that I have shown you. I need to have you go and sin no more as a result of your relationship with me. So that was a perfect example of the law that came by Moses and grace that came by Jesus. And we have been given the grace by Jesus in order to let him show mercy and grace to us to go free from the penalty that we all deserve. We all deserve to go to hell. We all deserve to go to hell, but Jesus came and saved us from that penalty. And so if we receive him, he will work in us to lead us and guide our lives in the direction that would give us peace. Jesus said, I give you my peace, not the peace that the world gives to you. I have overcome the world for you. So if you believe that you can be a good cheer and deal with the trials and tribulations that you go through in this world, because I have overcame the world for you. I went through all this stuff for you. I, I, I got crucified. I went to hell for you. So that you don't have to go through all of that. But if you don't believe it, then you'll go ahead on and go ahead and go through it because you think you, you have to work to do all the things that you need to do to be like Jesus. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah, no, this is uh, that's beautiful. You know, we're going to be um, wrapping up. I'm, you know, my final thoughts for the men and then Brother Dixon, I want you to um, share what you would have. You know, my my whole purpose my hope, my prayer is that you will receive it, you know, that you will receive grace and you will, you know, get into try to understanding what is grace and, and where it has the grace been in, in your life already. You know, all those times that, you know, it could have been another way and it wasn't because of favor. Um, I thought about this and I thought how hard I am on my own self. And it's such a subtle thing. You know what I mean? As a man, there's expectations. When a woman meets a man, there's a level of expectation of you as a man of what you need to be coming with. And you want it for yourself. Whether or not you've read, the, read No God or not, you have this innate thing that's in you. And, um, you know, there's some things in our life that we... Our, we struggle with and we wrestle with and we have these ideas that you know as a man I'm you know I do this alone or you fall back until you get it all perfect and then you go forward and I want to say as we receive it let's begin to practice it right and what are we talking about we're trying to for for me I want to 
you know, I want to follow the role model, right? And the role model is Jesus Christ. His love is, is everlasting. You know, he's wise. Um, he's graceful. Um, he's kind. He's, you know, um, he's all power. And so I think about grace for myself in those times when I'm hard on myself and I think, you know, Q, um, give yourself some grace. <laughs> you know, give yourself some grace. It's okay. You know, you've been through divorce, right? You, uh, you lost your job. You, um, you know, you're having a tough time with, you know, your kids and you're thinking, did I do a good job? Am I doing a good job? You got more than we, we've talked over the weeks. We talked about having multiple, you know, um, children with different mothers. Whatever the thing is, you, you got health. You know what I mean? You you miss, um, you know, you used to lean on, you know, your mama's faith and she's gone. You know, it's tough. This life is tough. And God is like our entire lives is trying to get us before we get God. But we do what we want to do until we get to this point where it's the end of ourselves. And so I just say, um, grace, brothers, give ourselves grace. You know, do it messy, you know, but have faith. You know what I mean? As you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, have faith and trust in God that he will um, lead and direct you through whatever you're at. You may not know the scripture as well, but you can have faith. You know, and the beauty of it is, is that before there was a Bible, there was faith. So it's not required that you be able to believe because you understood the book or you've gone to church so many times. But I just want to encourage men to, um, you know, to to operate in grace. And then those who are around you, give them grace. You know, be be Jesus like give grace to those around you and watch what happens to your heart. Be graceful those who are difficult. There's a lot of difficult people that we have to deal with on a daily basis. It could be your spouse. It could be your children. It could be your, your manager. It could be whoever it is. Give grace. Let that be your first instinct. That takes some practice, though, because our flesh wants to respond to so many things. And mm-hmm. do that, we stay, we stay stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, we stay stuck. And so um, my prayer is for, for grace to be on all of us. And then while we receive that and we grow in wisdom and we grow in God's abundance because we are um, aligning ourselves with him, there's a part for us to, this glory from grace to growth to glory where God is pleased that you believed. Amen. 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 Go. And I just pray for, you know, for anyone watching this, you know, to this point that, you know, don't consider yourself done, <laughs> you know, either. There's still there's still more for us to be able to to learn and to give back. Continue uh, to, to grow. Yeah, to continue to grow. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to go on 40. Ju- July the, the 10th will be 41 years of marriage. And a lot of people ask, you know, um, you know, the secret or what have you about marriage and stuff like that. And I want to um, liken it to to the grace that you're talking about. And, and the word that I want to use is forgiveness. You have to do a whole lot of forgiving. <laughs> okay. And not only do you have to do a whole lot of forgiving, you have to also be forgiven. <laughs> So, so you have to forgive and you have to be forgiven. Okay. 
That's just like you talked about give grace because you're going to need grace. <laughs> okay. You know, you need to give in order for you to get. If you're not going to be graceful, then you're not going to receive grace. If you're not going to be forgiving, you're not going to be forgiven. And so there's a whole lot of forgiveness that has to take place. If you live in unforgiveness, you'll stay stuck. If you live in not demonstrating and giving grace to someone, then you won't have grace given upon you. Okay. So I'll end with this. Here, here's the biggest lie that the devil tells us. God don't love you. <laughs> God don't love you because if God loved you, how come this has happened? How come that has happened? How come this is happening right now? How come you're going through this? How come you're going through that? How come that and that and that and everything? Else? And everybody want to base God's love for them on their situation and their circumstances. Well, let me tell you the greatest situation and circumstance that you're going to go through. You're going to die. So, so does that mean that God don't love you because you're going to die? This is put it to the total ma the major matter. The matter is you're going to die. So you're going to try to say, okay, God don't love me because I'm going to die. Well, does God not love you based upon how you die, when you die? Okay, we're all going to die. We're all going to leave this. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. This life is temporary. There's a life that's eternal that we don't see, but we believe more in what we see, this life that we're living, and we don't believe in the eternal life that comes after this. And so as a result, we don't believe God loves us because of this temporary life. We get caught up in the temporary things that we go through that causes us not to be at peace. If you believe in the eternal life, you'll be at peace. Because you know that this is temporary and there's a work that I have to do while I'm here before I leave in order for me to glorify God so that when I'm at the judgment seat, he can say, well done, good and faithful servant. But we all got to go. We all got to go. So what are you going to do before you go comes down to whether or not you're going to be at peace. And number, number one thing, if you believe that God loves you and you go through what you go through, you'll say that, well, I know God loves me. So I know this is temporary. I know that I'm not going to be going through this forever. And I know that there's something that he wants me to grow from and learn from the situation I'm in and, and, and that I'm going to be stronger, better and know him better, believe him and trust him and have, be able to have a testimony because I went through a test and I'll be able to give people the testimony of what God did for me while I was going through so that I can encourage somebody else when they going through. Amen. Amen. Yeah, your your faith will deflect all those things that would tell you otherwise. And, Amen. Uh, Amen. Yes. So yeah. And I believe God loves them. People do not believe God loves The more you believe God loves you, the more at peace you'll be. And when you're at peace, I'm going to tell you like this, when I've got total peace and I've got a sense of total peace, I'm in the zone. Like, I'm unstoppable. It's when I'm not in total peace, which for some of us, that is clinically diagnosed and, and not diagnosed as depression. And you're operating... Yep. And so there's well, Isaiah. Isaiah says that if you keep your mind stayed on Jesus, he'll keep you in perfect peace. <laughs> he'll keep you in perfect peace. I mean, when you when you get a when you can really connect with peace, the, the mm -hmm. peace of God, 
that surpasses all understanding. Yeah, that when you can connect with it, <laughs> it'll do something to you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It'll make you like, man, I ain't arguing about that stuff. Is you out mm-hmm. your mind? Man, mm-hmm. I, go on and go on and cut me off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On the road, right? Mm-hmm. Peace will mm-hmm. offer you to forgive some people. Like peace mm-hmm. can go. Um, peace can go take you can take you far because the world who does not many of those in the world and who are not at peace who are not at peace and shout out to all the believers too we 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 know you we see you out there um they are disgruntled and embattled and there's there's a lot of tension and you know hostility just boiling inside and you have the power to when you encounter these people and they come in all shapes sizes and colors when you got peace you get to blow them away because it ain't even about them. It's because you've got this thing on the inside of you that you can't let go. This peace, this this grace, this peace, and this relationship that you that's so good to you that no matter what's going on, and it, and it's so infectious if you really got it. You know what I mean? If you've been practicing it, you know you've been. I'm going on the you know this job interview, or if I got to go into this um you know into the doctor for this appointment, and you're going through the thing, and your faith is leading you. These are the ways that you can be infectious to your to the people around in your community and at your workplaces and your family. Let your faith, let your faith cover you. Let your faith open doors for you. You know what I mean? This is not about the things. Amen. Because when I think about the doors being open, it's about being completely free from this from this entanglement that we've been talking about, about perfection. That you don't have to be perfect. You know what I mean? You don't have to be perfect. You can just you can go and be. And, yeah. and if it is, and if it's, and if it's me- messy, but you gave your everything to it, glory be to God, all the time. That's your story. Infect the people around you with love. Infect the people around you with grace. Right. Infect the people around you with just the way that you live. You know what I mean? And and let let that just permeate with without a whole lot of uh, of stuff that you still may be at sometimes, you know, still trying to unpack for yourself just yet. But let it let it be what you lead with, and and I want to, um, you know, we've we've got to get going. We okay. tell you guys to um, to make sure you follow us on our socials. We are on uh, Facebook. We're on Facebook and YouTube, um, and you can see it there. And we're also on on Instagram. Um, Brother Dixon, just reminded one more time about the men's breakfast that's coming up, and then we'll April get out. 29th. Yes, we're gonna have Brother Michael Holton, uh, you know, commentator with uh, the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, he is going to to be our facilitator, and uh, once again, it's on April 29th over on the West Campus. I don't have the address in front of me. Uh, we have to make sure we get that to everybody. But Mount Olivet on the West Side Campus. Uh, I think it's going to be at nine o'clock a.m. for breakfast, so we will have a breakfast. Uh, fellowship with men and once again to encourage support iron sharpen iron you know it's pretty much like the locker room you know we we kind of like the locker room environment nothing to condemn or judge men about but uh to realize that we're all in the same boat and uh just to talk about your peace i, I also want to remind you about peace is one of the fruit of the spirit we're supposed to be bearing that fruit the holy spirit will help us bear the fruit of peace and just to remind everybody of the other fruit of the spirit, we're not talking about fruits. We're talking about the fruit. There's one tree and has the, has all of these fruit that we're supposed to bear. Love definitely is one of them. Joy. So that means joy. Joy is what you know, not how you feel. Okay. And then peace. 
you know, so love, joy, and peace. And then patience, long-suffering. Say patience is love. So long-suffering, suffering long. Don't nobody want to suffer long. <laughs> you know, but, but that's what patience is, okay? Kindness. One of the things that people do not know how to do is be kind to one another. We're supposed to be kind. And, you know, you, you love when you see somebody that's kind. But yet we don't be kind ourselves, you know? And then goodness. And everybody talking about God is good. Yeah, God is good. God is not good because you're good. God is good because God is good. Okay, a lot of people think that uh, you, they got to be good for God to be good. God going to be good whether you're good or not. So goodness and then faithfulness. Oh, you, do you like to find somebody who's faithful? Oh, man, you know, faithful. And, and I know the women looking for somebody that's faithful. You know, <laughs> I know they're looking for somebody that's faithful. So that's what you want to do. You want to find somebody faithful. And then here's one that, that you look for, gentle, gentleness, gentleness. Do anyone know what gentleness is anymore? Being gentle. And then, of course, self-control. People say you ain't supposed to have self-control. No, you don't have self-control. The Holy Spirit controls you. And so you want to have self-control by giving in and giving control to the Holy Spirit, letting him lead, guide, and direct you. So those are the fruit of the Spirit, which peace is one of them. Amen. Amen. Well, we are we are the men of encouragement. There are many more of you. Um, we thank you for uh, tuning in with us, listening to this on Spotify. Um, Apple Music and Amazon and all the streaming platforms and we also appreciate you watching us and replay on Facebook and YouTube and we look forward to seeing you guys um, soon. We'll have another uh, show here in a couple weeks. God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Peace to you. Bye bye everyone.